Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and I'm excited that you have one more week to vote for the Homecoming Podcast. We have been nominated for an NAACP Image Award in the category of Best Self-Help in Lifestyle Podcasts. If you have not already cast your ballot and you want to support the podcast, please go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. That's vote.naacpimageawards.net. And scroll down to the podcast category and then vote for homecoming. Thank you so much for your support. I truly appreciate it. And we have two poems on today, so I'm going to read an excerpt from each. First is from Emma, and it's called Shine Bright. Dance with your fears. Sing it from your heart. God won't reject you. God loved you from the start. God sees all the pretty pieces of who you are. God doesn't judge. God does not envy or shame your scars. God is proud of the strong woman that grew out of that. God sees a beautiful young lady with a powerful voice and wisdom on her side. God tells you you're good enough and now for life. Don't believe the lies that others told you. You are a whole being as you are. I made you as my daughter and I love you for that. Never be afraid to love. Never be afraid to just be. Don't you ever hide. Your colors are allowed to shine. Shine them to the world and shine them bright. Thank you so much, Emma, for that piece reminding us that we are loved and we can let our light shine. And the next piece is from Maddie. And Maddie's poem reads, I'll find myself in an emotional drought, starved for the love I deny myself. To heal and forgive myself is the road back to self-love, constantly remembering my value and contributions. A healing rain drenches me again. I remember to forgive and feel the healing rains drench my soul. Forgiveness is the road back home. Mm, Thank you, Maddie. I appreciate your poem as we think about the multiple pathways to get back home to ourselves. And you raise the importance of self-love and self-forgiveness. And in our first piece, Emma was talking about the love of God. And I wanted to uh, raise that poem on today in particular, because I know we have 
a range of faith traditions represented among co-journers. Um, but on today, I want to respond to a request from someone who is writing about the experience of emotional, spiritual, or religious abuse. So when you've been a part of a spiritual community or religious community that was emotionally abusive, that can disrupt us in terms of our journey home to ourselves. And holistically, we want to consider that uh, not only the psychological impact of it, but the spiritual impact of it. And so we want to consider whether you are a part of a spiritual community or a religious community, you know, what are some signs that there is emotional abuse, that this is toxic, that it is unhealthy. So I want to name that there are people who have experienced sexual abuse uh, within faith communities, and that is very harmful. There are people who have even experienced physical abuse uh, within the context of a faith uh, community. And there are people who have experienced financial abuse in the context of a spiritual or religious community. And all of those can be very devastating. And it is important for us to get to a place of safety and support and restoration. I think it can be even more I don't want to say even more because that's a hierarchy. It can be an additional strain when the abuse is emotional or psychological uh, because it is harder for people to see uh, the chains that got you tied into that, that got you locked into that. And so other people can be insensitive and uh, blaming and even you can blame yourself and so that poem was really important about us extending grace and compassion to ourselves for the times that we were caught up in spaces that were unhealthy. And it really is a place um, of sincere grace when we recognize that often we are well-intentioned, right, to desire community to desire connection, to desire a place where the sacred is celebrated, uh, to desire a place where you can grow uh, spiritually and socially. Uh, all of those things make sense in our life journey. The challenge becomes when some of these spaces are really led by, facilitated by, controlled by uh, people who have malicious intent, uh, people who are self-serving, uh, people who are uh, abusive. And so if you have ever found yourself in a space that really, instead of being empowering or liberating, it was condemning, controlling, and created a lot of insecurity and fear, then recognizing that is gonna be an important part of your healing journey. So you want to consider, and I'm saying spiritual and religious on purpose because I know some of you may say, oh, I'm not religious, but um, these kinds of emotional and psychological abusive behaviors can happen in uh, other communities as well, uh, spiritual communities as well. And so 
Uh, if you were a part of a community, no matter how formal or informal it was, uh, and as you either look back on it or you are in it now, that that community really created uh, more of a sense of fear and required uh, just obedience. And there was um, condemnation, a lot of judgment and no room for questions, right? That you can never uh, have certain emotions, that you can never raise questions or criticism. Um, if it is the type um, of space where you are also encouraged to isolate yourself. So you cannot uh, be around or be connected uh, with people who are not at that same community, um, that even there is a putting down um, of other uh, faith communities. And so much energy is spent on uh, everybody else being wrong instead of really talking about what are the ways that what we are teaching is meant to help you, right? To empower you. Um, if you have been a part of a faith community where there was a lot of manipulation, um, where really uh, you were intimidated uh, for uh, in various pathways to do what other people wanted you to do, even when it did not align with your own spirit, even when uh, you felt like something was off, but it made you uh, question your own faith or your own intuition or your own faith walk. So it became that instead of let me help you uh, trust God or connect with God, it became really that the human leaders of this uh, were the God, right? That only they would have all of the answers, all of the wisdom, and that you had to uh, consult with them on everything. And so I want to really create a space uh, for compassion for those who have been harmed in these uh, places because it is particularly uh, upsetting when you go to a place to be nourished and end up being harmed. Or for some of you, it wasn't even that you intentionally went there as an adult, but perhaps as a child, you were brought into uh, some spaces, spiritual or religious spaces that were very uh, damaging uh, to you emotionally and spiritually. And as I named for some people, that uh, damage was also uh, against their very physical bodies or sexually or financially. And I want to highlight that it is uh, particularly hurtful because often you go into these spaces uh, wanting trust, uh, wanting and expecting community, um, expecting there to be a certain ethic there, an ethic of care, an ethic of compassion. Um, I think about it along the lines of when people have been uh, emotionally or otherwise abused by a health provider, right? If you go to a therapist for help um, or you went to a doctor or a nurse for help and they did something that was abusive, you can just take in the ways in which that gets multiplied, right? Because it is not just um, a random person or a stranger, but someone 
who really was supposed to be in a position that was going to help you to flourish. And then they end up being the source um, of a major pain. And so let us first really uh, take sacred pause and think about the various uh, communities you have been a part of. And so if it's in the religious space, uh, thinking about the different churches or temples or mosque uh, that where you have attended, um, kingdom halls that you have attended, if it is in the spiritual arena, uh, thinking about if you were a part of a meditation group, a yoga group, uh, a hiking nature group, uh, whatever that space was, and considering uh, where were the places, if there were any, that you feel were emotionally harmful for you or damaging uh, to you. And uh, in the person who requested the topic, uh, the letter talks about wanting now to develop their own understanding of and relationship with God because uh, in the religious space they were in, they were made to feel like God hates them, that God is mad at them, uh, that God has turned away from them, and they were um, put out um, of their faith community for um, having a child as a teenager. So um, there was this idea that you are so unacceptable, unworthy, unlovable, um, that they were rejected and cast out of that community. And then they have lived with the idea of uh, God thinks about me the way these people think about me. And what a heavy weight, what a heavy weight for anyone to carry, uh, especially a teenager, a young parent. And so I want uh, to invite each of us to be honest with ourselves about if we have ever been in such a space um, if you have ever participated in such a space, or even if you were uh, the one who was engaging in that abusive, controlling, manipulative behavior and using faith or spirituality or religion uh, in ways that are very damaging to people. And so we want to, as our poets talked about, really come to a place of self-love and I'm not even going to say self-forgiveness because you didn't do anything wrong by being um, uh, in a space that has been abusive. Uh, sometimes we want to feel like we are wrong for ending up with abusive people. And I want to say, you know, we want to carry our own weight or our own baggage, right? Yes, there are things that you've done that you want to forgive yourself for by all means, um, but other people taking advantage of you, other people manipulating you, um, other people feeding you lies, um, other people destroying your self-worth, that's not a matter for self-forgiveness, right? Um, you um, were, people had authority um, and they presented in this overwhelming way and everyone there is kind of in agreement with the statement. And so we want to give ourselves understanding, compassion and love that it makes sense when you're trying to learn something, whether you're trying to learn some 
uh, spiritual practice, meditation, or whether you're trying to learn God, that when you're in that place of learning, people who are presenting themselves as the teachers hold a lot of power. And so uh, when they have taught you things that are really not true and that are uh, toxic, then it is important one, to recognize that. And, you know, one of our um, ways of registering that can be, you know, most faith traditions and spiritual communities will say they are rooted in compassion and love. That's usually a primary principle uh, across faith traditions. So I would encourage you to think about when I am in that space, does it feel like love is there, right? Does it feel like it's about love or does it feel like it's really more about fear or that it's more about control uh, and there is no love here, yes? So uh, as you're making your way back home to yourself, the ways we can start to uh, trust ourselves again is to check in with your heart with your body and with your spirit, right? When I am in a spiritually nourishing space, I feel that freedom. I feel that warmth. I feel that connection. I feel a sense of acceptance and belonging. And we can thrive in that space. Now, that doesn't mean there is never any difficult uh, content, right? It doesn't mean that nothing is ever challenging, right? If you are not used to meditating and people say we're going to do like this uh, long meditation, you may feel like I'm getting it wrong. You might feel like, oh, I'm embarrassed because I fell asleep. You know, those moments can happen. Or if you're in a, a faith space and um, you you are knowing like in order to follow um, this tradition, I really want to uh, spend time in prayer, or I want to spend time in singing, or I want to spend time reading and reflecting. And so if I didn't do those things that I have deemed to be important to my spiritual growth, then uh, there can be a sense of discomfort, but it's not like a condemnation. It is not, I am a terrible person. It's more an awareness of um, I am growing, right? I um, I am not yet where I desire to be, um, but I give myself uh, grace and compassion as I move in the direction of what I feel will be uh, more fulfilling in terms of my life, right? So it's not just a matter of um, because um, other people have opinions um, about me, but I really start to look at in my own behavior, are there any things I am doing that are destructive to me or to others, right? And if I am doing anything that is destructive to my spirit, right, to my moral compass, to my values, to my body, if I'm doing things that are harmful to me, then yes, I want to have that in my awareness and I want to work to shift out of that so I can live um, a healthier, more balanced, more fulfilling life. Uh, and so there is a difference and you feel different if people are encouraging your growth versus people are 
rejecting you because you are an imperfect human being, right? And so consider, um, is there love there? Is there grace there? Is there compassion? Is there room for growth? Is there, are there space? Is there space for questions, right? You know, if, if this is a place of learning, uh, then it should be safe for me to say, well, you know, that doesn't make sense to me, or I don't get that, or I disagree with that. Right. So it may not be in the middle of some sacred ritual, but it, is there any space uh, within that arena where there can be real dialogue and question um, and study uh, so that I can get to uh, the root of things in such a way that it uh, is clarifying to me versus I am just shut down and told us because I said so. And so you must just memorize it and do it, right? And so we want to uh, think about uh, not only getting to a place of awareness that uh, this is happening or it has happened in your past, uh, going to a place of self-love and being intentional about evaluating spaces in terms of how does it feel to be a part of this, um, and then when you find yourself in spaces that are really damaging to you, uh, to give yourself permission uh, to escape, to leave, uh, to uh, no longer have to uh, be affiliated there. And for a lot of reasons, people can feel they must be loyal, right? That maybe these people helped me when I was having a hard time. Maybe I don't have anybody else. Uh, maybe I'm just a loyal person. And because I joined, I don't think I can ever leave. And I invite you uh, to consider the idea of not being stuck, right? That if it's not a matter of uh, being uh, threatened um, with harm for um, or feeling unsafe for you to leave, to really consider that this place, a toxic place, does not represent all places, right? And so that's one of the things I appreciated from our letter writer is she said this uh, community that she was a part of um, really um, was damaging, destructive in terms of her own sense of herself and her own sense of faith and who God is. But now she's on a journey of discovering what that means for herself, right? And so uh, it's important that we consider that there can be other communities uh, where that is not the case, right? So it's like if your first relationships, dating relationships were abusive, or if you grew up in an abusive household, some people will conclude well, all relationships must be like that. So I either must stay with the abusive person or I just will always be alone. And I want you to know, just like it is not true in the rom romantic arena, that that does not have to be true in terms of spiritual, religious or faith communities. Um, but it will be, you know, first taking that time within yourself for your healing. And that might involve uh, working with a counselor or a therapist. Um, and then if it is of interest to you uh, to explore different places, to visit different places and see 
you know, how does it feel? You know, based on your prior experience, you'll know some of the warning signs to look out for. So if it's the same kind of dynamic, that same kind of energy, then you can just say to yourself, oh, no, right? I know what this is. I'm, I'm not staying uh, here. Um, or to give yourself the opportunity uh, for spaces and places to be different. Uh, there are also uh, some support groups if you look online um, or some websites for people who are recovering uh, from religious or spiritual abuse. And you can see if any of those groups align with you um, because people's experiences are different. And so it would just be a matter of seeing, does am I in alignment uh, with kind of the philosophy here or the emotional tone of this community or this group, um, but to not get stuck in isolation, that there are people um, who may hold similar beliefs than you to you. There are people who may have similar values to you, but who are wanting to create uh, what Dr. King described as the beloved community, right? And uh, it doesn't mean a perfect community because wherever people are, there's going to be imperfection, right? Because all of us are imperfect. But there's a difference between uh, an imperfect but loving community versus a toxic, abusive community, right? And so we want to uh, consider that as you are uh, journeying uh, home to yourself. And that will also help you to start uh, taking perspective, right? Making uh, clarity and distinction between what other people have said versus what do you know um, what have you experienced um, so that you can begin to uh, trust yourself more? And if you are from a theistic frame in terms of belief in God, that you can heal that relationship. That is it possible that the nature of the God I believe in is not the one they talked about. So in psychology, there's something called uh, positive religious coping or negative religious coping. So with positive religious coping, it's the idea that um, I am loved, I am cared for uh, by a creator, um, by a higher power who wants me to flourish and wants to help me to live a good life. And then negative religious coping is the idea that um, there is this harsh higher power who is out to catch me doing wrong and whose primary focus is to uh, to uh, find out all the terrible things about me so that I can be punished and rejected. So as you can imagine, with positive religious or spiritual coping, uh, people have better health outcomes. Uh, if you're in a place of constantly feeling rejected, unworthy, uh, unloved, uh, then that is going to create uh, a lot of distress for you. And so I invite you as we think about our journey home and your spiritual or religious um, identity uh, to consider where are you with that, right? Are you nourished in that space? Are you feeling uh, condemned and like a horrible person? Are you feeling like you are uh, worthy of love? And so that's on an individual level. 
And then on a collective level, have you ever found a community, uh, spiritual or religious, a faith or otherwise uh, community where you felt a sense of safety, belonging and affirmation? And uh, if you have never experienced that, uh, to open yourself up to the possibility that I don't have to just journey by myself, that as I am journeying home to myself, there may be some co-journers that are on the way. And so whatever that looks like for you, if that's a, a poetry group, if that is a craft group, if that is a spiritual community, if that is a religious community, um, that there can be such empowerment, liberation, and love when we are connected one to another, when we recognize that we are seen, uh, that we are heard, that we are appreciated, that we are valued, that we are loved. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. <laughs>